Fury FC slash WXC welterweight champion. That's a that's a mouthful, but uh, Anthony Ivy, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, same my same brother. Just just trying to stay busy with this whole coronavirus stuff going around, man. Yeah, what's your day to day like right now? Are you are you going to work and 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 training and and doing the regular life stuff? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still. We're still me and my wife. We're still we're still consistently working. Uh, we're trying to get trying to get as much training as we possibly can. Usually we get in about two to three hours, but it's like about an hour or so because it's you know it's in the garage and stuff, man. So we're we're trying our best because we both work over there at the uh, Haven for Hope. So we still we still have to be included with the clients because they need the safety as well and everything. So yeah, it's it's our day day life. It's almost it's almost the same like it was regularly before the whole coronavirus hit. So yeah, isn't it kind of weird how they give you all these guidelines and and protocol for for the pandemic, but really it doesn't really matter in many ways, right? Teddy, yes, man, it's it's crazy because. All these protocols with the mask and you know the social distancing and, and everything else—it's it's crazy because you know with the whole coronavirus thing, you you're more likely to catch the flu than you are the coronavirus. So why they're not putting the same protocols with the flu virus when it was when it's out than with the uh, than with the coronavirus? You know, you know it's an everyday thing. You know, and with the whole hygiene thing, people are supposed to stay consistent with that anyways. You you're supposed to take showers every day. You're supposed to clean after yourself every day, you know, and now everybody goes like, oh, I got to do like saw this and like saw that. So it's, it's just see, it's crazy because you're supposed to be doing it anyway, but now I want to do it. So hopefully it stays that way. You know, everybody stays clean, stay clean, stay healthy, stay consistent with it. You know, and never, never get rid of it. So we have to go through this shit again. You know, <laughs> yeah. I would think uh, you yourself, fighters, they would have the strongest immune system because when you train, you're exposed to so many people and 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 their yes. bacterias and and you got to fight yes. all that stuff off and staph infections every and single day ringworm yeah so much going on so i would think like if you if you are allowed to train you should be able to train man because you already been through all of that no yes through everything and it's that's that's what i think it's a lot with a lot of fires and things it's really frustrating because it's like man we it's if we're gonna catch it we would we've already had it already but we're not and here we are still still healthy I don't think it's like maybe I think what one guy in the UFC that actually caught the the coronavirus. I mean that's really good compared to thousands of fighters actually consistently doing it. Besides out of the UFC, you know, around the UFC, that's that's you haven't heard of who who caught it and everything. So, you know, especially with them closing the events and everything because of it, it's like oh my god, this is it's it's frustrating. So, but hey, we got to do what we got to do, you know. Well, your your wife is also a fighter. She also trains. You mentioned her earlier. Uh, how yes. how beneficial is that to have someone like that in the house and and being able to understand everything you go through as a fighter? Uh, it's it gets it's really good, man. She keeps me on my toes on a very uh on a very consistent basis, man. Especially when I kind of like dig myself in a hole. She she you know she's the one that always comes and digs me out. You know, tells me everything's okay. You know. The you know the doubts the you know the weight cuts I mean everything everything she's always been right there I mean she's been with me before I even had before I was anything right now before I was a champion or anything else like that she always had my back even since from from my loss she uh, she she was right there you know it was that day was very my very first my second loss actually it was very depressing but you know what I'm saying she she sticks there with me and she she trains just as hard as I do you know she she's in there for it. Every minute that I'm there, she's there right there. Even with our daughter, we even kind of include her in there with us. So it's like it's it's very it's very helpful, man. 
you know, it's it's um it's a blessing to have some uh support systems like that because I know a lot of fighters don't. A lot of fighters have their wives. They you know they train, they do their little workouts, but actually have a a wife that's actually sitting there and she knows the experience to get in there and everything else. So she knows the suffering and everything else. So it makes everything a lot easier, especially when you have those little tempers and you know like the weight cut and you're just mad out of the world. She understands. She she backs away. Sometimes she backs away, but. She, it's, it's it's there, so it's 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 really good. It's a blessing, man. It's a very good blessing. Now I want to rewind back to your amateur days. You, it's it was filled with finishes. Talk about yes. the time from when you first started training to the point where you first stepped into the cage as an amateur. Ooh, that's a good one. All right, all right. So when I started training, before I even thought about this whole MMA career and everything, I didn't know nothing about MMA. Nothing, bro. I didn't know it even existed. To me, it was something new. It was a whole different world. The only reason why I knew about it is because my twin brother, Demetri Ivy, he was already in it for about three to four years, and then he introduced me to it, right? So we're going through this little training thing. The reason why I got into it, because I was doing my, my Kooksa one, it's a traditional background that I had that I've been doing for three to four years, and he introduced me to MMA, and I started training for it. Uh, the main reason why I got into it because of the jiu-jitsu part. I, I knew somewhat form striking, but I need to know that I, I, for something in my in my head, I knew I needed to know the ground because like, oh, well, what if I could take it down or whatever it is? I need to know at least how to get off my back. So that's why I started jiu-jitsu. And then he introduced me to, hey, you know, we're actually doing fighting. It was so funny because I, I sat there and I told him, I was like, hey, like, is, is this shit legal? You can actually go out there and fight? It's like some, like an underground type stuff, like backyard crap. And he's like, no, bro, this is it's legal. You sign papers, you know, all this other stuff. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. You know, I was very scared of it, bro. So during the whole time, my very first amateur fight, it was uh, it was six months in. Like, I was a white belt, didn't know nothing about punching, you know, nothing like that, bro. So it was, it was uh, six months training. Um, I knew I had to fight three months in. So the camp was about at least about six weeks, no, six to eight weeks. And then, you know, the, the butterflies effect, the, the, the scaredness of what's going to happen, the lights and everything else. I know it's not as big as like you get into the UFC, but I mean, for amateurs, you're starting it. It feels like you're doing that. You know, <laughs> you're walking in there, you have this big, 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 big butterfly effect and uh, props to the, to the guy. I'm real cool with him too. His name is uh, Justin Adams. I'm really, really cool with him right now, man. We still, we, we trying to get the click up and, and train together and everything right now. But man, bro, that fight was probably the toughest fight I ever had, even today for my, for my, for my career, man. Cause it was like, he had this rear naked choke on me in the very first round. And it was just heart that I had to get out of it. Ever, ever since then, man, we was just working through all, it was like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I, and I got the, the win with, I think like about 10 seconds left in the TAO in the third round. Bro, that was that was one of the probably hardest amateur fights that I ever had. Everything else from there was just it was just it was because I was just improving so much. It was just I was either outclassing a guy or I was just I just outworked him, you know. So, but man, the very my very first amateur fight, man, it was it was hard. It was hard, scary, and you know, I think everybody should go through that. Everybody should at least step in there just and see how that feels, man, because that's it's the more probably one of the most spiritual things that you can ever do is is get in contact with somebody like that and just test your heart. Let's see if you're gonna do that that fly or run thing, you know. So it's pretty good, bro. It's pretty good. The butterflies. When did you realize you can embrace it or get used to it? Or are you still not used to it? Uh, let's see. So the butterfly effect. You are never gonna get. You get used to it, yes. But what happens is you learn how to accept it because it's always gonna happen. And the butterfly effects happens closer 
two way before you touch hands, right? So I guess during my through my fighting career, it's so like I'll have the butterfly effect like right at the weigh-ins, right? And then after a while, it starts getting closer and closer and closer because you just start learning how to, you know, just start accepting it more. Uh, so it's it's all still there, but it's a it's a lesser time period than it is just like oh I weigh in I know I'm gonna fight and you're just like stressed out all the way to the, the to the fight like you don't you just you don't stress out about it you just accept the fact that either you're gonna win or you're gonna lose that's that's it this is what you train for so yeah man it always trips me out when I hear GSP talk about it even though he's one of the greatest of all time he still is scared before every fight yes. and. And yes. he embraces it and goes out there and performs. It, it blows my <laughs> mind that he's able to do that. And, and some fighters, yes. they don't have it. They, they can go out there with nothing. They have no feelings and they just go and fight. There's Everybody's different. Yeah. So it's yes. I always like to yes. ask every fighter that question because I always get a different answer every single time. Um, it's crazy, right? Team, <laughs> yeah, it is. Your team, Brazilian top team, uh, have you been with them since the beginning? No, sir. So, uh, see, how can I make this short as possible? So I started training at a gym called Texas Firehouse. And um, so, yeah, we started training at a gym called Texas Firehouse. And that transformed into a school called, uh, um, what was it, Battle Texas Academy. So from Texas Firehouse to uh, Battle Texas Academy, I'm probably training with them for about... I can say about three or four years, maybe. And then after that, we had a, uh, a little breakup. So we break up and everybody kind of went their own ways. Some people went to uh, UC gym. Some people went to Ohana. And then some people came, you know, stayed with us. And then we went to Brazilian top team. So I've been there for about, I think about three years now. So I've been consistent with them. But ever since I started joining them, my whole fight game changed so much because there are so many top level guys there that, people don't even know about they're they are there they're i mean from the striking from the wrestling from the jits you have it all man from even from the strength conditioning it's it's so so much there that people don't know about but that's what's so surprising because then we go out there the whole entire team we go out there and we outwork these guys and why it's like we, we have it here man so so that's almost the time where you started this run that you're on right now uh, you know around yes, 2018 sir. to this point spectacular run to say the least uh what has been the driving force of course probably brazilian top team but what else is there that you feel like is helping you you know continue this rampage in a way man is i could say the most thing that keeps closest to my heart is my daughter and my and my wife you know it's there it's that it's just that one thing it's just trying to see if I can always be more and, and having them to always be proud of me. And like I, I said in my, I had an interview with my, my management team is one of those things that it's just, now I want to be a legend. I want to, at the end of this thing, rather if I make it far, or if I don't make it far, I want to have a name behind this. I want to have a name when every, everybody hears Ivy, it's, it connects to the MMA, you know, no matter what. So that's that, that drive to be the number one or the best person I could be or the best possible fighter that I can be is what's driving me to be, to be anything, you know? I uh, it, it's hard to it's hard to grow, it, and it takes a while to grow it because you have your doubts. Everybody has their doubts, man. But it's just one of those things that I just I overgrew it, and I continue just to grind. So it's my it's my family, and just and just me becoming a legend. Just let everybody know the Ivy name. You know, it's it's something that I, I really really want. So whether it's anywhere, anywhere, anything that I do, I try to do it at my best. You know, every second and every minute counts for me. You know. There's one opponent that uh. 
I noticed on your your record that you fought twice. Jason Langlier. Talk about that <laughs> backstory because I know there's a deep story right there. Yes. Yes, there is, man. So, Mr. Jason, back in, I can't remember, 2016, 15, whatever, whatever year it was, right? We was, I didn't even know anything about the guy, man. I didn't know where he was training at or anything else like that, right? So he's a Houston boy. When we first met, it was, at, of course, at the weigh-ins, and we faced off, right? And we kind of, we kind of, we, we literally bumped heads, and he had this fucking aggression. Like, he was just, like, forward in, in my head and all this other stuff. I'm like, what is wrong with this guy, man? But me, this is the way I grew up, man. You never, like, treat you with disrespect like that. So it was just, we just arguing back and forth, just talking mess to each other, blah, blah, blah. You know, F this and F that and F you and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, I got you. He's like, all right, we'll see, we'll see. You know, it was like for a good minute. So we're talking all this mess. They had to split us up. We're splitting up. And then I fought him. When he, when we, we was both striking, we both sent off. We was doing our thing, back and forth, back and forth, whatever, right? He, I ended up, uh, he threw a kick because we already knew that's his, that's his thing. He always starts off with a head kick. Everything. We, we knew that. So he started off with the head kick. I ducked under the head kick and I grabbed him. As soon as I grabbed him, now note my wrestling wasn't that good because we wasn't working this as much, right? So I grabbed him and I pushed him against the cage. So when I pushed him against the cage, noticing that he's so much longer than me that when he went for a throw, he ended up throwing me. He outstretched me and I rolled over. And when I rolled over, I blew my shoulder. But I didn't know anything about it because I was trying to get up. As you see in the video, I was attempting to get up because his jits is not good. It's not good at all. So he, I was trying to, I was trying to sweep him and I was as best as I could, and I couldn't get it because I couldn't get off my shoulder. So that's when I knew something was wrong. And he, he threw a darts on me. And we knew he loves these darts. That's his moment. Uh, most of his finish even after me. Most of his finish was the, was the, with the darts because he has his long arms, right? So he ended up finishing me with the darts. It's not because he was choking me. It's because the, the pain from my shoulder went all the way up to the back of my head. So it was just. It was so excruciating, man. I just had to. I had, I, mean, I had no choice but to tap, man. So end up tapping, fine. You got the win. But the thing that pissed me off is because the dude wasn't respectful. Like, okay, man, good job. You know, it's all over with. Just respect it. He was still talking mess after the fight, walking around the cage, saying, "Fuck this." But and I never, I never, uh, I, I never talked about this. But then that in that situation, it was just like I had no respect for the guy. Dog, like shake hands, call it a day, don't sit there and talk mess. Even if after that, he's still talking that mess, right? So through the years, I was like, one day I'm, I want to get back at him. I want to get back at him, right? So it was probably two fights right before I fought him again. Uh, one of my one of my close teammates, now he wasn't a teammate. He was just training one, so he's one of the students at the old school. Said on the post, like, "Hey, y'all gotta run this back because um, it was a post from when we fought on, on uh, we fought in Bellator. It popped up again on, on the face on the Facebook feed, and he's like, "Hey, y'all gotta run this back. I gotta run this back.'" And he was, I was like, yeah, eventually. And then, so that, it was there. A month later, he posts on there, and he's sitting there calling me a pussy. Like, yeah, let's run it back, pussy. What you want to do? You, you want to you run it back? All this, like that. And it's like, oh, here we go. So me, I'm going to be humble. I'm not going to message back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just take myself off of this comment so I won't see the, the continued posting of anybody posting anything back, right? And my wife is checking me about it because I wanted to say something. I wanted to say something so bad, but I was like, no, wait, no, babe, let's not do this. Okay, fine took myself off of there and here it is my so the manager eric for fury ended up messaging me saying that hey let's you know i got the point you know let's run it back with jason you already beat watch it watch the tie so let's go ahead and find uh jason all right cool send the contract out he denied it and sent his boy aaron reeves to fight me 
I mean, you know what? Whatever. So their plan was Aaron Reese was supposed to beat me because he's so much a better fighter than me, right? He's supposed to beat me, and Aaron take the take the fight, take the belt, vacant it, and then Aaron's supposed to fight for the 55 belt while he can fight for another opponent with the 170. Man, I wasn't having that. Like, no, you're not just gonna up and take my belt. I worked hard for this, dude. No, no, we're not gonna do this. So what I did is I smoked Aaron, knocked him out in the second round, and then I went across the ring because I like I freaking dreamed this. Walked across the ring and I was talking mess to him. It, that was the perfect time. If I was gonna do, I was gonna do it right then and there. And I let him know, you're next. Ain't no more running. You're next. And he was talking this big hype. Oh, well, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I said that's why you change your boy. Look what happened to your boy. It's gonna same thing's gonna happen to you. So all this hype and all this mess was talking. So I'm pretty sure he trained hard. Give props to Jason, man. I'm pretty sure he trained hard for it. Aaron trained hard for everything else like that. I finally fight Jason, and it's the same thing. He tried to do that same that same crap when we was at the wings when he tried to bump heads to me. But this time it was it was me not being humble and everything else. Like no, we're finna work. And this is why I knew he was he was uh, scared of me because of the fact that he when he pushed me, I just dropped the belt because he thought I was fighting for the belt. Like no man, I'm after you. This is I want you. You're the top guy. I want to smoke you because I'm gonna take your spot right now, bro. This is what's it. I'm supposed to, you took my chance and this is we're done. So. We got there, weigh-ins, Eric ended up broken it off. We all split up. We all, you know, went out by the way. Here comes the fight. We fought. Everybody knows what happens after that, man. It's see, see who's trained harder. See who knows more. And it was the same thing, bro. I broke that man's will. And I don't care what anybody says, man. I broke his will. That was my point. I was going to let him know that, dude, I am here for a reason. And I am trying to be a legend here, dog. I'm, and if I have to get through you in order to get to where I got to get to, then fine. And then, this is LFA's boy. You know, he went on the he went on a rampage. He was going undefeated with LFA. You know, I thought he's gonna go for the LFA belt. He's supposed to be next up to the UFC. He's supposed to be fighting for the Contender Series. All this, all this good things about Jason. It's like, okay, I'm finishing. Who who's the guy that they're supposed to be looking at? And that's what happened right there. And then even if that, even all the all this mess and all this depression that he put me through and everything else from off that, right? Even after that, I still went on that man's hand. I still told him he's doing a good job, man. I said, man, there's no beef here, dog. This is all business, but don't talk mess. Just don't do it, man. This is one of the things that Khabib said. This is the hurt game. This is not the shit talk. It's the hurt game, and this is what happens, bro. So, you know that that's all it is, dude. But that's that's the whole little little glimpse of it, you know. So, yeah, man. Yeah, I look at that experience as a. Uh something that you can look back at when you're in the UFC or the bigger promotions and you, and the fights get bigger and you, and you face another like guy that, yes. that is similar to that. Cause you know, there's a lot of guys that are out yes, there talking. Yes. So, you know, and it's part yes. of the game and there's guys like you that are not into yeah. talking and that's part mm -hmm. of the game too. And, but this will prepare you for that. Right. Do you see that as something that's going to make you ready for those? Oh yeah, most fighters? definitely. And I'm going to still continue to be the same way. I'm just thinking I let that, that shit talk get to my head and mess up my performance in order to prepare for the fight because it is if that's part of your game to 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 do the shit talk, then fine. Do the do the crap talking, man. We're not I'm not gonna sit there and drill I'm not gonna talk mess. I'm gonna let the hard work see what we're gonna do from there, you know? So we're just gonna continue to do it and run it from there, you know? Well after that fight, you uh you moved over to uh WXC and uh faced off for the welterweight title, your second belt, uh last September. Uh, you were pushed to the fourth round, you know, the championship rounds, and all your other fights <laughs> never went past the yes. second round. So how did it feel getting into those later uh, rounds? Nothing. Nothing. It's 
it just felt it just felt like you was in there a little bit longer than usual because I'm so used to always uh um you know like you said finishing in the earlier rounds and everything else so it was just nothing nothing more just a little frustrating because I couldn't I couldn't finish as fast as I normally do so it was it, I had to work harder I mean to do the Willie Black he's he's a freaking monster yeah I expect I was expecting to go I was expecting to go all five rounds with him you know or somebody was to get finished you know e- e- either way man but that dude he was tough as nails it was, it was not, I was giving him everything that I could possibly think of man from from the submission attempts fail submission attempts from the from the from the stand up from the wrestling and everything else I mean he even took me down that's really that's rare nobody's I, I don't think everybody actually sat there sat back and actually uh, took me down and he did it twice on me you know it was like oh it's a fight it's going to be a fight so you know to be to be humble man that that dude is very he's he's a, he's not mess, nothing to mess with man he's very he's a very talented human being man so you're carrying uh, yes. two belts, two different promotions. Is there anything else for you to prove on the regional scene? Uh, would you like to defend the belt? Uh, let's see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind defending them, but it has to be a point. If I'm defending it just because somebody's trying to come up, I'm not. There's no point for me fighting them because I'm trying to get here. So I'm not gonna help these guys just to come up because I'm waiting for something. You know. If I'm defending the belt, it's because it's going to get me to the UFC. It's going to get me to Bellator. It's going to get me to whatever big promotion it's going to be. That's the point that, that I, that's the point of fights that I want to take. You know, I'm already ranked number one in here in Texas. So who else is, you know, who else do I have to fight that's not coming up? That's above me. Okay. I got to fight over here and fight the number one guy in Detroit. I, this was going to be the chance to get me to where I got to get to. And I'm still waiting, you know, but I, I think it's because the whole uh, COVID-19 that's been going on is what kind of slowed everything down, but I'm getting help. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting more focused on to me to get me to where I got to get to. So hopefully everything does great in order for me just to prove myself, whether I win or lose when I get there in that position, I just want to see where I'm at. That's, that's, that's the whole key why I'm doing this. I want to see where I'm at right now. I'm going to see where I'm at today. That's the reason why I went to go fight Willis Black because he was this big name and he's supposed to go where he's training at, you know, these high level gyms and everything else. So I was like, okay, well, let me see where I'm at. Let's, let's try it out, you know? So that's it, man. You're a highly talented prospect. A lot of media outlets are talking about you as the, one of the next guys, you know, to be, going to the bigger promotions and and of course there's the contender series yes. going on do you feel like that opportunity is great and all but man i should be signed like direct like i should be like i proved yes. myself like i i'm ready to for the big show right now is that is that the mentality yes, you that's have? that's one of the main mentalities i have but like i like i say man i'm, I'm a very patient man and i don't want to be one of those guys that rush into these bigger promotions and i can't prove myself I want to get there when my time when the time is right. If I have to go through the continuous series in order to go prove myself, then fine, let it be. If I get signed straight into the UFC, then fine, let it, let it be. I got to do what I got, whatever I got to do. So, uh, yeah, man, I just always always got to stay humble with everything.